What's up, y'all? It's Yaya. And Christine. And you're listening to... (laughs) (laughs) Blue House Society. Blue House Society! (laughs) We have Ashley. Ashley, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you, Yara and Christy, for having me on. And hello, dear listener. My name is Ashley. I go by the online name Pythian Priestess. And I apologize. I am getting over a little bit of an illness. So if my voice sounds funny, I, I'm sorry. Oh, same here, girl. <laughs> yeah, so you good. Yeah. We, we, we in Texas spring season right now. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. Well, thank but, you. Awesome. I'm glad you pronounced that because I always pronounced it as Pythian. And I was like, I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Just, you know it's funny that that name it does look like it should be pronounced Pythian, um, but but Pythian is, is interesting. So in the ancient Greek world, the Pythia was the high priestess of the temple of Apollo. She was also known, yeah, she was known as the Oracle at Delphi. You've probably seen her in movies and and other kinds of mythologies. Um, super cool. She only had to work nine days a year. And oh <laughs> yeah, and she would do prophecies for really famous people like kings and generals, and she would do this by sitting on a tripod over an open volcanic vent and inhale the fumes. Now she, yeah, crazy. She just got really, really messed up, <laughs> <laughs> and and would say things now. It's pretty interesting. The priest at Delphi, Plutarch, um, he wrote that the priestess didn't, it was like really out of pocket, like the stuff she would say. And they rewrote it to make it sound nicer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm curious to know what the original part before it was written even says. Really? It's a bunch of nonsense, I guess. So the priest would have to sit down, everyone take notes, and kind of like get a consensus of what she was saying. So when you read read these really nice stories about, like, um, for example, when Plato, uh, so Plato did not go to the Oracle of Delphi. He wrote about it, and there was a general that asked, "Who was the wisest man in the world?" <clears throat> and the priestess responded, "It is Socrates." For the wisest man is he who knows nothing. Dang. Real deep deep. stuff. Yeah. I love that. This is like a whole new layer Mm -hmm. of new paganism. Like, not new paganism, like, but new information for me. Because this isn't like a story you would hear often or ever. Yeah. Unless you knew about the pagan life. You know what I mean? Definitely. And that's, I learned about it when I was an undergrad learning about uh, the philosophy of religion nice. and I really wanted to be a priestess when I was four years old um oh, but awesome. I, you know the, the, the nuns told me I couldn't do it because I was a girl and so hmm. so I said okay well I guess Christianity doesn't want me so hmm. it wasn't until almost you know 20 years <clears throat> later where I learned through this class that priestesses were real, that they did exist. Yeah. And wow. it, it was so meaningful to me. 
Um, so I am not a priestess of Apollo. I am a priestess of the goddess Isis or Aset in the ancient Greek and the ancient Egyptian world. That's beautiful. <clears throat> I love that. I actually work with Thoth. He was one of the first deities I ever worked with. Ooh. And I have his altar here in my room. Um, I'll have it on my desk here. He's he's man he's really rocked out with me so like isis i actually i wouldn't say i would work with any of the other egyptian gods but the one that like stuck out and like this is who like really showed me how to be the alchemist and creator that i am like yeah i'm always creative but no i really got creative when i started tapping into like my connection with spirits so that's so freaking lit i love it Yeah, it really, like, my life has been this journey, but for most of it, it was a secret. I didn't let people know that I was into this stuff because I was a philosophy major and people made fun of me. They were like, "Ah, this dumb bitch over here wants to talk about the chakras above your head. Isn't that stupid? And you're like, oh, right, because you guys are so based in logic and intellect. And it it really forced me to, like, learn to have a balance of both. So... And I, I have the theory, I have the understanding uh, of magic. And now I also have that, that creative natural side that all of us can tap into. Magic is a part of you. And I think a lot of people expect it to come from the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, love that. I agree too. I think people expect to have like A through Z stepped out solutions with how everything's gonna happen and how everything should go and how everything should feel like they need to know like the ins and outs but like why aren't you asking these questions about yourself (laughs) (laughs) not to throw the shade but i'm just calling out the listener like if you're not asking about yourself but you you know like you don't know that part of yourself but you're looking to learn about other things like you're already looking in the wrong direction this self-reflection aspect of magic is very important yes you, if you are not self-reflecting, or if you are just using spirit as a magical ATM to manifest your best life, you miss the point. Yeah. Yeah. Man, all the trials. I mean, I know you can attest to this because you know you you live the life. But pretty much, I'm pretty sure, probably if not similar to us, obviously with other priestess duties. But like you know, you live it by spirit. So like mm-hmm. people who don't live it by spirit, like. How would you describe that type of experience so they can like grasp it? Sure. So the first thing I would say is that everybody goes through natural alchemy. If you were born on this physical plane, you have something called a natal chart. A natal chart is a snapshot of your personality in this lifetime. And it can give some indications of past lives, karmic stuff you're working through, etc. So, in remember we're floating on a giant rock in space. Yeah. <laughs> that part that we don't even know exists like physically, like we haven't seen them physically here. Yeah. You know, like there's so, so many things that are unknown. Like even the ocean isn't fully discovered or understood. Like right it's just there's so much unknown you know yeah we we live in a world of uncertainty and so those planets that are also rotating around the same sun 
they move and they have a, a gravitational pull, a magnetism, an energy that affects you as a person. So you may say, oh, I went through like this period in my life, this chapter in my life. Well, if you're an astrologer, you might be able to look at your chart and say, oh, you were feeling and having difficulty with relationships because uh, Jupiter was transiting your uh, your fifth house. And you, you had to learn on not being over, like, a, what do they call it? A doormat. You had mm-hmm. to learn not to, to get walked over. And I think that there's a lot of things in life that if you want to live by spirit, you there's ways to do it. One of them is virtues. Living a virtuous life, being a good and honest person. Mm-hmm. You need to create a relationship with the divine. Connect mm-hmm. to the, the higher being. Whatever you call it, right? Everyone gets so hung up on the names. It mm-hmm. is emanations of all the same thing. <laughs> and perfection. People get yes. hung up on perfection and exacting everything. And that's like one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was like, not every everything's perfect as it is. Like, it doesn't need to be changed or altered to be exactly what you need it to because it already is. I think yeah. a lot of the time, we don't even really know what what we want we think we know what we want but it's definitely not what we need <laughs> yeah for sure 100 oh my gosh yeah this i know we have like a wide range of listeners so that was like a very well put explanation mm-hmm. so we definitely appreciate that because obviously we can hammer in all day like you know they're used to mm-hmm. us <laughs> but to hear from somebody else i think is really great um oh, I do thank you. yeah of course um how would you describe the differences i would say um we're not even differences just like a before and after like life before priestess and life like now as priestess well okay sure so uh let's start with life before uh life before priestesshood was i was in school most of the time i was learning i was educating myself uh, but I didn't, I thought I was going to be a TV writer. I, I didn't know why I had all this knowledge. But I went out, I partied, I drank, I smoked, and I did not really focus on my internal life very much. I had a terrible relationship. I was in a physically abusive relationship. And it was the moment on Valentine's Day of 2019 Whoa. where, yeah, it, I, we had a huge fight over the dumbest thing. Oh, because you know it all piles up to something stupid, right? Yeah, it's not the real the reason. One thing, the one thing that's it. Yep. And it was time to go. And I went to I went to MTV, and my uh, the person who supervises me was like, "Oh, you are not okay. You need to call your parents." Um, and that was really scary for me. So I did. I called someone. Them. Saw it like so clear as day. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing that you could do to like cover it in front of them. No, absolutely not. I was a disaster, and I had this like I don't know, you know, wake up call. I guess you could say, of okay, like it's time to stop feeling like I'm on autopilot. Like I was gonna get married because I thought I was supposed to get married. Mm-hmm. I like I was like on this like I wasn't driving the car I was a passenger in my own life and so 
I would say that was one of the biggest wake-up moments, and a lot happened in 2019. That was constant trial after trial, um, trigger warning for, I don't know if trigger warnings are still cool or not. Yes, but, not um, Okay. Um, I, I helped, you know, a family uh, caring for people after their child committed suicide. And, and I can't explain to you why that I did this. There was no reason for me. This girl's my college roommate. I love her to pieces. But I like, she called me and told me what happened. And I was on the phone with her. I like turned to my boss and I was in the director and I said, Hey, I'm taking three days off. And I booked a flight and I, I don't know why I, there was, she didn't ask me to do it, but I just like knew I needed to be there. Damn. And, and it was during that experience where I've learned through this journey that when there's nobody to help me, but there's a problem, I can search for lots of people to give me advice or assistance, mm-hmm. but ISIS always wants me to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a big part of like the priestess thing is that you have to be a leader and you have to yeah. make choices that are good and that benefit other people, right? And yourself, but not in the way that it's like, oh, good for me. It's like, it's it's a positive highest good kind of thing so i sacrifice my weekend i go there i take care of this family i set up the memorial and in that house the the sun kept popping up the astral shell of the sun or the sun itself i don't know but he was there and he was ill he had schizophrenia and there was a lot of occult stuff in the room i found runes made out of cardboard I found automatic drawings of like awfully terribly scary things Uh I and there was a huge I am talking huge six by six mirror (laughs) silver plated on the back and that's a scrying mirror yeah and I I didn't know but I like why I said this I turned to my friend and said girl that's a portal and that's how he's getting and that's why your parents are seeing him and he needs to go through this and stay there. So I, I prayed and I prayed. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like my mom, like, help me. What am I supposed to be doing here? And I knew that I I had to, I put certain sigils, like an ankh on the mirror in the front. And I, I tried to disenchant it on the back using a certain mm-hmm. planet. And then I broke it into pieces. Um, now no one told me how to do this this was all intuitive and no i love that that's how i work so like you just follow spirit just leads you yeah and i was like okay so um then shortly after that i went to something in los angeles i came back and there's a coven um here dedicated to the um, celtic god said and they were doing a spirit quest to visit anubis and I said, this seems like a good thing I should probably do. So, so I went and I had a very strange experience. I brought an onk with me because I wanted to like, I wanted to ask Anubis to bless the onk so it could be used as like a connection key for the sister, for, um, to the brother. That was the goal. And I, and I went in. <clears throat> And he took the onk and it put it up in the sky and it, and it expanded very, very large. And then I went through the eyelet of the onk, came back down, and then he handed it to me. Oh, wow. I got chills in my body. <laughs> really strange, right? And then 
um, I came out of it, and the priest was, or I, I guess I don't call um, the the male leader of the group said it was like, "Are you okay?" Because you were like, you just like went through something. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." The next week, I found a book called Isis Magic at an um, at a bookstore in the occult <laughs> section, and I bought it. And I found out within the first like 50 pages that what I had experienced was an initiation. Dang! Oh my gosh, that that's so amazing. cool. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. The, the bark. I don't know if you can hear the dog barking in the back, but when you started talking about our movies, it got quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Um, no thank you for sharing that like that you know that energy like even words carry energies of spirits and that's why it's very important to be careful with them mm-hmm. so and then um in that within about another six months right before covid i was physically initiated into um, a order here in los angeles and now my life which was all about teaching magic and that was like a dream come true like i thought I was going to hide this stuff in my life. I thought that I'd never be able to share it. So I've created um, something called Pythian Mystery School. And it is a literal mystery school where you can come and learn magic about, you know, pretty much anything that you want. There's a, a handful of things I don't teach. But the point is to get you to a place where you, wherever you are in your path, whether you're in a an advanced practitioner or just a beginner to help you create a solid foundation because I can tell you I've spent a small fortune on books and reading them takes time and I know the world doesn't have that and I have that beautiful gift of being able to succinct uh, succinctly say something to be able to take a lot of information and not water it down I'm not watering it down I'm simplifying it yes. so you can understand it more easily and I'm so blessed to have to be able to do this I never thought I would be able to achieve this until I was like really old like a crone <laughs> yeah I feel that wow that is amazing thank you for sharing that um mm-hmm. like as as you're telling us the story I'm seeing the pictures in my head you mm-hmm. too you yeah too. I'm just... we're, we're both looking off to like the blank walls in my office <laughs> and like we're just watching like the film as you say it Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was beautiful, but it was hard. It, even though it was a beautiful journey, it was painful. It was bloody. And I think that if your spiritual journey isn't difficult like that, it I would say that there's there's more to explore there. Mm-hmm. Like the the hard road will yield better results. Always. Yeah. Personally, too, because I'm not a priestess at this time, but my path is to become a priestess. Very cool like you talking about that is literally like describing me like I I was teaching the basis foundation of like just personal development and like knowing your energy knowing your intuition like I had a couple of classes you know like what was it back 2020 yeah. I think right as the pandemic started actually I had a, a class for a year then and I, I did like a round two but you started cool. mentioning books and I was like yo the books I was like you know how many books I <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm covering away. Yeah, yeah, covering the ancient knowledge and keeping it safe. I get it. I get it. 
one time we went to Barnes and Nobles. Was it Barnes and Nobles uh, or like a thrift price. shop? Yeah, we went to a bookstore and we ended up leaving with like two hundred dollars worth of books each. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's it's so good though because you have it when you need it, like everything that you need at the right time. When it comes to like information and knowledge, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and being able to review and go through. I my one of my inspirations when creating Mystery School was a, a modern mystic named Manly P. Hall, and this man. Oh, sorry, my cat just fell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Manly did this thing where he wrote little pamphlets, fifty pages. But I got more information from those pamphlets than I did sometimes giant books, and I was like, okay, like I understand the style, and so I I offer the classes. What I'm currently doing is, um, I have specific like transformational outcomes for you. So if you have, if for some people who struggle with cord cutting and need to understand how to work with their energetic body. Like that's something we're not taught. That's a cult. It needs to be yeah. uncovered and, and explained. So being able to learn how to do spiritual hygiene, so your energy isn't muddy and messed up with everyone else. And this is super important for paranormal investigators. Like, oh, absolutely. Y'all are going into like the darkest, nastiest places, and and you're telling me you don't do any kind of like cl- cleansing? Oh no. That's the same reaction I would have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I think, uh, you know, but, you know, some people don't want it to take that jump. And, and I understand in, in some ways, like, it's a leap of faith, truly. I'm sure both of you have moments where you had to take a leap of faith. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, I know we're going to be t- kind of tight on time. So, um, you do you want to shout out anything specific for people to go obviously to go follow I'm oh thank you i'm just i'm dyslexic audibly, <laughs> so i'm gonna I'm, and verbally so i'm hoping i can say this right pythian mm-hmm. yes i did okay check, check out make sure to follow pythian princess or priestess sorry <laughs> dyslexic <laughs> it's all out. good i messed up somewhere it was gonna happen oh, no. <laughs> sorry but so, you know i'll let you that, take that let you go ahead and shout yourself <laughs> You know, it's funny that that um, that play people often do call it Pythian Princess, and I think that's so interesting because it just shows that we don't, in our Western culture, we don't understand really what a priestess is. It's not in our lexicon or vocabulary. Yeah, it's not common at all. It's very yeah. people get kind of intimidated when you say that to them. Too. Yeah, because it sounds kind of scary. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah, I always. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I get some PR packages, and I'm like, I'm not a princess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so Pythian Mystery School, there's a wide variety of classes that you can take, and the, these range from how to divinate, how do you use tarot cards, how do I use a spirit board, how do I connect to my spirit guides, um, I have a membership program which is $25 for a month and you get a live class with me where we talk about different psychic development classes. Uh, like right now we're going to be working with Zener cards, which are cards created in the 20th century by the U.S. government to try to prove uh, ESP. Hmm. 
Oh, I know what card you're talking about. That's yep. really neat. Yep. There's a very specific way that if you can use them to train your psychic senses. Uh, I also had automatic writing uh, coming up in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I am currently releasing every month a new ritual guide. Yay. And That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, rituals are like a five-course meal. And yeah. I would walk, if I was there with you, I would walk you through it step by step. But I can't be. So I wrote it down in a way that is easy to understand. You understand the, the purpose of what's going on in the ritual. And making sure you follow it all the way through. I think that sometimes we look on Instagram and we're like, oh, I just like light a candle and like light some incense, right? No, honey. <laughs> there's layers to this um and these are rituals i've made myself these uh, have been done by my own research and guidance by the goddess to assist those people who are struggling like one of them is being able to remove unseen enemies in your life learning how to like create vanishing soap car mm-hmm. protection bags so, so one thing that I used to do pre-pandemic that I, I do now professionally is I have interactive rituals in Los Angeles where I buy all the supplies for you and then I walk you through an entire ritual. And it's, I'm currently doing those in LA, but I all of those that I have built over COVID, I now get to do in person and it's so exciting. Wow, yes. I'm so excited for you. That's yeah. really cool. We're yeah. going to have to come out. We have a reason to go to California. Yeah, come out. Yeah, the Crooked Path uh, is where I currently work. I work there on Tuesdays. And um, yeah, you're welcome to come by and say hi. Yay, we're excited. Yes. Now we can go to Cali for real, for real. Um, We also, we have last few minutes. So if it's okay with you, we have, I don't want to say silly questions. But there, there are questions that we ask every every episode with every interview. Um, just to get your insight because our audience is always curious about what other people think as well yeah Uh, I love um, it let's go okay cool what are your thoughts on Sasquatch (laughs) oh uh, so my one of my best friends loves the Sasquatch lore okay Um, uh, like I know quite a lot about it Uh, I even went to a Sasquatch festival in Portland (gasps) (laughs) we both had the same reaction at the same time with the same <laughs> we have an episode on Sasquatch and we talked about this festival and um one of the ladies I used to work with also went to the festival so I'm really stoked that you also got to experience this festival. Yeah, you know, I looked at the fossils of the the footprints and you know, I'm always open to possibilities. Yeah, sure, there might be like a in-between humanoid living in the woods. Sure, okay. I believe okay. that. I love that. I like it. Thank you. Okay. My question is, if you could pick a deity or energy to physically meet in person and talk to them, who would it be and what would you ask them? Honestly, this is maybe a little bit petty, you guys, but um, I want to meet Jesus. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Same. I want to meet Jesus and I want to be like, hey, so I don't know if you know this, but there's a lot of like weird shit happening down there. <laughs> Can you clarify some stuff for me? It's like what really did happen and what didn't happen. 
question you like is being gay okay is that cool do you care <laughs> like like that's what i want to do is it lgbtq <laughs> ia yeah i'd be like you know like what's like you know was was mary really a prostitute like is that was that real like i got some questions that's what i want to ask <laughs> i would ask them like how did you change water to wine like oh what was God. that about how can you teach no. me that part <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i think there's a big misconception that because i'm an occultist or a witch that i don't like jesus i think jesus is super cool uh there's nothing wrong with jesus Right. Um, no, his followers, I got, you know, I got some issues with, but not Jesus. Mm-hmm. That part right there. You know what's kind of funny, though, with other occultists or spiritual practitioners that are also, like, really active with all this stuff? Everybody kind of jokes on Jesus, but, like, in, like, a loving kind of way, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Like, we're not I think Jesus was. Jesus. We're cool. I think, I think a lot of us, you know, a lot of us had the Christian upbringing. And I mean, Jesus, when you talk to people who have a religious trauma, a lot of the time it's because of the Old Testament. And a lot of it also has to do with the fact that um, people sometimes in the mundane world are pushing their own agenda onto Jesus. And when you realize that, you're like, okay, like I can differentiate like the energy and the, the mystery tradition of Christianity versus like this new age egregore prosperity Jesus. I see the difference, you know? Jesus isn't hateful. That's a fact. Damn, I wish we were recording our faces right now because you said egregore and we're like, we know, we understand exactly what she just said. Like, (laughs) yes. Damn. Um, I'm going to wrap it up real quick, but last question is just yes or no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? And if so, do you have any favorites? I know it was a yes or no, but that one came like at the end of it. Um, so I do believe that there is an extraterrestrial intelligent life. Yes. From what I have been told, they do not like being called aliens. Um, so you. I believe in the extraterrestrial beings and um, I am partial to the Syrian race. Oh, love Very that. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to do a part two with you later on in the future. All right. I'll be here. (laughs) Yay. Well, we loved having you. This was super awesome. We love getting to know you because we found you randomly on an explore page. And I was like, we're going to follow her. And that's how we just kind of engage with your content, just however it pops up for us. And we'll send it to each other. Yeah. We're always sending each other like different videos. And I'm like, Chrissy, look at her. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys. I really appreciate that. No, awesome. It, we loved having you. We really appreciate you taking out the time to sit here and allow us to interview you and like, you know, just sharing time with your especially your your a piece of your life, sharing those 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 special parts as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate you acknowledging, you know, it was a very it's a very vulnerable thing to talk about priestesshood. Um yes. a lot of people think it's like an ego thing. They're always like, Oh, like you think you're better than everyone else? No, 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 no. I'm no. the servant. I'm the handmaiden of the goddess. I'm here to serve you. Yeah. Yes. Preach. And say it loud for the back. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna clip so many parts and be like, we're gonna have to just tag you. Them. That's okay. I love it. Yeah. This part needs to be louder for the ones. Like. <laughs> thank you, and, and thank you to your listeners. I, 
appreciate you taking the time to, to hear me out. And if you're interested in working with me, you can reach me at Instagram. You can reach me um, at pythianmysteryschool.com. And I'd love to like, you can also shop the ritual guides on your own. Uh, but if you're interested in talking to me, you can sign up for a free uh, 15 minute interview and we can figure out where you fit. Ooh, I love that. that. Y'all better go check her out. I know that's going to be lit. Thank you so much for your time and we look forward to part two. Oh, thank you, Yara. Thank you, Christy. It was great to work with you today. Yes. You too. Bye. Bye.